0: Hello and welcome to On the Other Hannah. I'm Hannah Nureum. Finding my moment. Spirituality is all about journeying. It's a process of discovery. From the world of mystery and mystical to the deep trenches of your inner self. It is often a road trip heavy in starts and stops. It's reflective of the way we walk through life. Very few of us are called to singularity. Very few of us are called to be devoted to one purpose. We are often a part of a continual metamorphosis. I'd like to begin this by telling you a bit about me. I was raised a fundamentalist. yes, Gary. Evangelical. Oof. Our church was actually referred to as the cult in the cornfield. As an adult, I have spent time untying the valuable lessons and then powerful traumas that came from that experience. It still continues to shape my spiritual journey. And while I am markedly different, theologically, expressly, and fundamentally from my childhood foundation, I was still taught some powerful and spiritually challenging things. As I went through trying to find my own moment, trying to find my own voice, I was ignited by something that I learned a sermon from, I don't want to say eons, I'm really not that old, but from a minute ago. So I poured through some of those old lessons and I found this about spiritual environments that we enter. And I ended up finding powerful nuggets. <laughs> Um, hand of praise for the spiritual nuggets that challenged me in my current spiritual experience, even though I'm theologically different. One of those lessons that I find pertinent to the message of today is that we go through desert, mountaintops, valleys, and wilderness periods of our spiritual journey. And that really resonated with me as a young Christian at the time, that they linked these periods that we feel into natural landscapes. So, I want to look at that without the filter of Christian dogma. Spiritual journeying is that it's a path that is going to take you through those landscapes. At times, on the mountaintop, a joyful, blissful, awe inspiring experience. The mountaintop is where you are energized, where the closeness of the sun lifts you up and ignites you with a passion. That's a joyful place. But sometimes we get tricked into thinking that we should spend All of our time there. If you spend your entirety on the mountain, you're going to be full of ideas and full of creativity and full of inspiration that never goes anywhere. The mountain is not where things come to fullness, it's the peak and climax of energy that should propel you forward down into the valley. Oh, would that we could be in a perpetual orgasm, but we can't. So the path should bring you from the mountain to the valley the place of fertile land and planting. This can be a difficult place for some. It's taking and moving that energy into the soil, working the land to build something. It's distant from the feelings of bliss. It's filled instead with purpose and work. You can get into the rhythm of growing your garden, cultivating, which, pause, you will find is one of my favorite words. You'll cultivate your life and your goals. The valley is full of blessings. But these are not immediate payoffs. Sometimes we get frustrated at not seeing the results in the timeline that we want. So when we don't find immediate payoffs or the required work can be such a challenge that we'll walk away from the valley. In frustration, we abandon the plow and decide to look for the next mountain. This can lead us into the wilderness where it's not a safe space of fertile fields ready to be tilled. This is a space already full of wild and growing things, obstacles, challenges, survival. Sometimes we enter this space properly equipped with supplies and lessons and the things that we have grown. Sometimes we wander out into that forest ill-prepared. Growth can happen as we face those challenges and obstacles to survive and then thrive. And like all parts of the journey, it too is not a place that we remain in forever. Sometimes we take in wounds, then we heal, and you can take that experience to your benefit or you can fall for the same snare next time. The wilderness can lead to another mountain, another valley, or worse, into the desert. The desert is one of the most difficult places to be during your journey. The challenges and conditions are harsh. Some of us have spent so much time here that we have ingrained trauma responses that aid in survival. It's rarer, though, that we're adapted to thrive in this environment. It's a harsh climate of survival, not one of thriving fertility. I speak so much in metaphors because that is the best way that my mind can see the world. As I have walked through my own frustrations, wondering, where is my moment? I finally began to look around at what my spiritual environment is. It was as if I had been walking, staring in my hands, unwilling to look up and see how I needed to adapt. Shuffling my feet, just trying to keep going. This illustration of environments helped me to take a look at where I'm at in my own experience. When I started that evaluation, my feelings of stagnation began to fade as I realized that I needed to adjust my behavior for the landscape that I'm in. A large part of the discouragement that i have been feeling left when I stopped thinking that there was something wrong with me and instead realized it was how I was behaving and where I am. The difference is that there's nothing wrong in who I am as an identity, but rather adaptations I need to make in how I respond. Stripping away the idea that I am built wrong or that there is wrongness as a part of my identity freed me from the self-criticism That then allowed me to adjust my behavior without the negative energy. Often, it isn't that you have some lack at all, but that you're not living according to where you are. Trying to plant seeds in the wilderness when you should be looking at working through challenges is ill fit to that place. Trying to sustain constant bliss and ideas as if we can be forever on the mountaintop means that you're not going to reap the benefits of planting. Every place has value in part of the journey. And we enter these areas at different times than our peers. This is a whole unique and individual path, so it is no good to make comparisons. You can't look at someone else on their mountain in your desert. The perspective will be skewed. Reflection is a part of internal spiritual work that I find folks are either deeply inclined to doing or really struggle with, and both can lead to imbalance. Reflecting helps you look at the environment you're in, to know what moves you need to make for you, to narrow your focus, to keep going forward. It means that you have to look hard at yourself in the mirror, and without any comparisons to what someone else is accomplishing or not. Superiority and inferiority are not going to be helpful as you process. Those who aren't inclined toward reflection can often allow themselves a bit more freedom away from crippling self-doubt, but then can struggle to find depth those who reflect overmuch can be stymied by overthinking when coming up with, I'm not good enough. We tend to be set up as people to naturally contrast and compare ourselves to peers, measuring our successes, failures, beauties, scars, these things that are often so fully built in perspective of illusion. Have you ever seen those sidewalk illustrations where forced perspective can make flat land look like an open pit of lava? Art that from one angle makes a neat picture, but then from another angle doesn't make sense. Comparing your journey to another's is just like that. From one alignment, it may fit and look pristine, but from another, it's disjointed and nonsensical. As you work to manifest the life you desire and have the growth that you want and see the fulfillment of your goals, your focus has to shift away from those pitfalls. You keep your eyes on where you're at. Look at the moves and responses that that environment requires and train your focus not to compare it to anyone else. One of the keys to manifesting is building your focus to see it, hold it, dream it, write it, and then you can continue to create and design it into your life. But how can you do that if you're staring at your hands, watching your friend's life, refusing to work with where you are? I love the mystical, the deep waters of spiritual mysteries, but a lot of work is needed in internal growth. I'm a big old witch. I love the woo-woo. A large part of me wanted a podcast that could be an expression, exploration, examination of that spirituality. Yet I was continually struggling to find the words. I was inspired remembering the line, you write the story that you need to hear. And I realized that what I needed to spend time here was, what is the message that I needed? In my experience as a spiritual instructor, I've met with lots of clients who've had similar wounds to me. And this podcast is the fulfillment of my desire to promote spiritual depth, and the expression of it in my own witchy ways that also sees value even in my own wounds and scars. We all put pieces of ourselves into our art, and much of my art are those scars manifesting. So I'm here to share the lessons I've learned. Some are fun stories about how I've gotten cocky and nearly set my house on fire or had spells explode. Some of them or how I've had to confront my own traumas and adjust my growth edges. It took me months of stagnation and frustration to bloom outward and realize the voice that I needed to give words. Eh, Sometimes the path is like that. Until next time, this is Hannah with On the Other Hannah. I'll see you later.